So how do you pick your niche? You probably have so many things you're very passionate about, so many things you're good at. You have so much experience. It may feel very limiting to you to have to pick just one thing. Hey, my name is Shalene Johnson. Welcome to this edition of Build Your Tribe, where today I am going to simplify once and for all how it is you choose your niche. Let's first start with one of the reasons why I think people are so confused and overwhelmed by this whole process is because there's a way of looking at your niche that only relates to social media, and then there's a way that you probably have thought about niche all of your life, and they are different. For most of us, when we think about niche, it's like, well, I work in the medical sales industry. That's a niche. I work in the health and wellness industry. You know, that's my niche. And that's generally true in like the real world. But when we're talking about social media, it's more specific than that. I'm just going to assume that it goes without saying you already know you need to pick a niche. And that's why you're listening to this edition of Build Your Tribe. But I just want to reiterate, I want to reinforce that notion you have that it's important for you to pick a niche because, listen, I've been teaching entrepreneurship to thousands, tens of thousands of people over the last 25 years. And I can tell you, if you want to succeed, you have to do this. You have to pick one thing, and I'm going to explain to you how it needs to be even more specific when we're talking about growing your notoriety, the people who know you, like making certain that more people are aware of what it is you offer. Like, obviously, if you want sales, if you want to grow your notability, if you want to help more people, people have to know about you. The quickest way that people are going to find out about you is if you are known for one thing, i.e. your niche. So if for any reason you have stumbled across one of those videos where people are like, you know, you can be multifaceted. You don't have to niche down. They're right. You don't. And you won't be successful. I mean, you won't be as successful as you could. I wish it wasn't so, but it absolutely is. And there's no getting around it. And today it is more important than ever. It's essential. Like you will not be able to grow on social media unless you pick and narrow down your niche. And here's why, and I just wanna go over this very, very briefly, and then we're gonna get to how it is you select your niche. However, by understanding, truly understanding this concept, it's gonna motivate you to do the work, the uncomfortable work of niching down to a point that feels way too niched. If something feels like way too niched, you're probably onto something. So here's what you need to keep in mind. Think about the last time you found something kind of interesting on Instagram or TikTok. It was a video where you're like, oh, this is good. Let's just give you a hypothetical. Oh, this lady is showing me how to decorate my home on a budget. And this is phenomenal. I'm going to save this. And then the next thing you do before you figure out if you're going to follow them or not, you go to their page. And if you're looking at the rest of their content and it's all over the place, like there's some content there about how to redecorate your place on a budget. And then there's also some content of them making organic food. And then there's some content of them on vacation. And then there's some content of them homeschooling their kids. You're just not going to follow. And you're also not going to tell people, hey, you have to follow. You need to follow this person who I found who talks about all these different things. That's never going to happen. We only do that when we know someone for something very specific. My co-host and my son, Brock Johnson, is a great example of this. When we started the Insta Club Hub, when we started teaching people Instagram coaching at that time, he was posting a variety of helpful content on how to grow on all social media platforms. And his account was growing, like most people's, at a, a nice clip, a relatively slow 
and steady, but slow, very slow. And then as an, in an effort to like prove to our students how important it is to even niche down further because the tips that he was giving would work whether you're trying to grow on YouTube or TikTok or Snapchat or Instagram. But instead he was like, all right, I'm just gonna focus only on Instagram growth. And in less than one year's time, his account grew over 400,000 followers. And the same is true of countless of our students who we, we regularly teach them the importance of niching down. So it's a training that we do on the regular because even once people recognize, okay, I need to niche down, they still have this fear of doing it. By the way, shameless plug for our Instagram coaching program. If you're not familiar with it, I highly recommend you check it out. We always have specials going on. I will put a link at the top of my show description so you can check out Insta Club Hub and see for yourself how it is we help people to massively grow their Instagrams. But I'm just going to tell you that, like this little tip. We can't help people grow unless they niche down. And the same is even true of my account. So when I really niche down my account, I get growth. And we're going to get to that in just a moment, like how you can niche and unniche and how you don't have to be tied or married to one specific niche. But in the times where I'm like, I don't care about growing my Instagram following. I already have 700,000 followers or whatever it was. I'm like, I want to know the followers that I have. And I just want to post all the things that I'm interested in. And I did that and it was fun and it was a lot easier. Facts. But my account didn't grow, didn't grow at all. It wasn't until recently where I'm like, okay, I got to buckle down. And even though I have all of these things that I want, I want to talk about ADHD. I want to talk about entrepreneurship. I want to talk about menopause. I want to talk about being an empty nester. I want to talk about exercise. I want to talk about hair and makeup and accessories. I want to talk about all of these things. And the woman who I want to help, she's interested in all these things, but it doesn't grow my account. It wasn't until again, I was like, all right, fine, I'm going to do it. I'm going to niche down even further. I'm going to pick one topic and talk just about that on my feed posts. Okay. So when we're talking about niching down, please know that everything that I'm going to share with you today, what I mean by niching down and where it is you need to do so is on your main page. So if we're talking Instagram or TikTok or even YouTube, it is the content that people see that you've posted most recently and that they use to determine if in fact they want to follow you. They're looking at that. It's all on one very specific subject serving one very specific kind of person, even though it might help lots of people. But if you have like one person in mind that you want to help, that's what I mean by you really need to specifically niche down even further on your feed posts. However, you can talk about all of the things that are interesting to you as I do in your stories, when you go live, your shorts on YouTube. Like there's lots of places where you have the ability to like, as Brock likes to say, let your freak flag fly, like all your different colors, all your different sides. And as a matter of fact, it's something that we teach you to do in your stories because once you've attracted people, let's say again, let's just say that you are that woman who you are very passionate about lots of things, but one of the things you're really good at and some of the content that pops off for you is how to decorate your home on a budget. Okay. So you, you're like, Shaleen, okay, I get it. It's not my only passion. Fine. But it's one of my passions for sure. And I like helping that woman. Okay. So I convince you, okay, girlfriend, that's all you're going to post. You're going to double down on that type of content. 
I would also tell you at the same time, but in your stories, I want you to be who you are. I want you to share all the things you're passionate about because once we decide to follow someone for whatever reason, like maybe they're a, a health influencer or they're a financial advisor, whatever, name the niche. Then we start looking at your stories to figure out if we want to buy from you. We buy from people who we know, like, and trust. And we really can't tell a lot about you from your very specific niche content. While yes, it's helping me to figure out how to redecorate on a budget, it's not telling me like a little bit about, like, are you married? What do you stand for? Are you funny? Are you likable? Are you relatable? Those are the things that help us feel like we really know someone. And so I'm more likely, follow me for a second, I'm more likely to buy that course from you or to buy the network marketing product that you offer, if I followed you for one thing, and then I start looking at your other areas of social media, like your stories, and now I know you and I like you. And when I like someone and I trust them, then I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I trust them. So therefore I feel comfortable buying this thing. Okay. So if you're following along, just to recap, we can all agree that collectively in 2024, as we move forward into 2025, we are going to be more and more greedy and conscientious about our follows. We don't follow people just because they're interesting. We're not going to follow a new person because they have all these different interests. It's not going to happen. Statistically speaking, it does not happen. So if we want to get people's eyeballs on us, if we want to be known so that we can sell things, so we can make an impact, we have to niche down because we all agree that we're not giving someone a follow unless they serve a specific purpose for us. Okay, good. We all agree there. Now, Shalene, I get it. You're preaching to the choir. Help me pick that thing. How do I know what my thing is? I'm glad you asked. Okay, so first of all, I need to tell you, you don't have to pick a niche that you're going to be married to for the rest of your life. I have made a lot of money in a lot of different niches, but I had to niche down in one thing until I became known for it before I could branch out into other things. So I want you to start by just making a list of the things that you're super passionate about. Here's the litmus test. Is it litmus? I don't even know how you spell it or say it. Okay, but here's the test. What are some of the topics that when you overhear someone else talking about it, you have to like hold yourself back because you want to jump into the conversation. You can't help yourself but be a know-it-all. Like this is your topic. This is the thing like you love. You could talk about it endlessly. You could study it endlessly. You love it. People see you as the expert and you're very passionate about it. You're good at it. You like it. You love it. You're making a complete list. So you're probably going to have like 10 things that you're like, oh yeah, when I hear people talking about that, I have to jump into the conversation. I want to lead the conversation. I want to be the person to explain to them how all of this works. Start with that list. That's the what. That's the what things you are passionate about. It doesn't mean that every single one of them you have equal feelings for. Okay. Now I want you to think about who. Who is it that you have compassion for? Who is it you really like helping them? Maybe because you were once in their shoes, maybe because of a past experience, maybe because you really relate to them, maybe because it's part of the community that you feel like you are a part of, maybe because of your own expertise. You're like, I, I just feel when I'm talking to this type of individual, this group of people, 
I know my stuff. I feel confident. I feel secure. Okay. And I say that because I'm going to give you my own example. When I first started niching down into fitness, fitness is the industry. Okay. And again, in the real world, when we're not talking about social media, you can say I'm in the fitness industry and that's niched enough, but it ain't niched enough in social media. In order for you to stand out in social media, you have to say, that's the industry. What is the sub category? So what specifically is it that I'm passionate about and who specifically am I most compassionate for? So the way that I niche that down further was I was very, very passionate about fitness that felt fun, didn't take itself so seriously, that was like a mix of kickboxing and dance and hip hop and all these crazy things. It wasn't about muscle origin and insertion. It wasn't that serious. It wasn't that precise. It was fun. It was all about fun and certainly a lot more dancey and choreographed. I mean, we're getting so niched right now. That's different from boot camp. That's different from strength training. That's different from personal training. Like I have a very specific niche. It's very choreographed. It was geared towards women. It was very fun. It was very focused around dance, music, sound effects, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Who did I want to help? Who was I most compassionate for? And who did I feel the most, this is really important, you guys, who did I feel the most confidence in myself when I was talking to them? Well, it wasn't personal trainers and it wasn't people who were like uber crazy fit. It wasn't people who were like 5% body fat. It was women who were my age, who also didn't take themselves too seriously, who also like always kind of wish that they had made the cheer squad or the dance team and like just loved music and they just wanted to enjoy, forget that the fact that they were working out for an hour. That's who I wanted to help because I didn't feel confident or compassion for the uber super elite athlete or the person who took themselves super seriously and you know wanted to just focus on form. I wanted that person who just wanted to exercise and forget about the fact that they were exercising. That's who I wanted to help. So now I want you to take the same practice and I want you to look at the list of all of the things that you are passionate about, right? So when I did this, I had a long list. It wasn't just fitness. I was yeah, I had passion for fitness, but it wasn't the thing I was most passionate about. I also had passion for helping, especially moms, figure out how to start a business from home. I was also really passionate about selling used cars. I know, maybe you've heard that story, maybe you haven't, but yeah, your girl started off by having a used car lot in the state of Michigan. It was the all Michigan auto swap meet. And so I was passionate about that. And I was also passionate about jewelry and I was passionate about hair and makeup. And I was also very passionate about parenting. And all of these things I knew I could make businesses from them. Like I knew how to create businesses from them. So when you're looking at your list of all the things you're passionate about, first, get rid of the ones where you're like, I just don't even know how this could be a business. Get rid of those. Okay. And I want you to look at those things on your list that you're passionate about and that are remaining and ask yourself this question. This is my personal opinion. It's what I coach all of my students to do because you can change your mind later. We all will. You will too. Okay. But for right now, you got to pick one. And I want you to pick the one that in the next near future, so the next six months to three years, there's an opportunity for you to make money there. I picked fitness, even though I wasn't 
extremely passionate. It wasn't the thing I was the most passionate about, but I, I knew that there was this opportunity because there was something missing in the market. I knew that there wasn't a program like the thing that I wanted to create for other fitness instructors. And I knew that this was something that was needed because people were asking me for it. So take a look at your list and ask yourself, okay, which one of these are people most interested in? Which one of these, is there a gap in the industry? Is there a need in the market? Where is there an opportunity to make money? And again, I think it's really, I know some people are like, I have to start with the money thing. You don't have to. I'm just giving you my two cents and I've done a lot with this. I've helped a lot of people to become millionaires, a lot of people to become millionaires. And all of them, probably just like you, were like, oh, if you don't pick the thing that's going to make you money, your confidence will suffer, not just your bank account. And, you know, I don't think of money as like, oh, status or like it can buy me things. It's energy. It's just a number. It's a score for me. And when I started realizing like, okay, I can rack up some points. This one, I love this one. I'm super passionate about this idea. I'm not making money at this. I'm going to have to work a lot harder at this. This is going to be easy. I knew it. I'm like the fitness thing right now, based on the timing, this is going to be easy. And I know I'm going to feel that momentum. And that's exactly what happened. And I focused exclusively, even though I had all these other interests, I didn't put them to rest. I let them simmer because, listen to what I'm about to say. Once people know your name, then you can broaden your aim. What I mean by that is once people begin to say, hey, oh, do you follow Shalene Johnson? No, she's the one that created Turbo. No, she's the one that does those fun workout programs. Once people started introducing me that way, once people started suggesting that other people follow me and buy my programs and they were giving me that tagline, then I knew I had become known. So there's a couple of ways you'll know that it's an appropriate time for you to either broaden your niche in terms of business, rarely in terms of social media. Listen, I have broadened my niche in business in probably eight different industries to date. And I've only been able to do that. Here, here's how when you know you can do that. When you're almost running that business, that niched business, to a point where you can almost set it and forget it. That means you've got a team in place. It always means you're going to go back and check it. It always means you're, you know, checking. It's like having children. You can't like have one kid and you're like, okay, they can, you know, they're potty trained. I'm done. No, you have to you still have to check in. But once you have a, a niche or a business that's in a niche, and you get to a place where you've got the right team in place, you've got your SOPs, things are running like clockwork, and you've got the right managers and systems and KPIs in place. Well, then you can be like, okay, I think I'm going to branch off into this other niche, right? But that's how your businesses can operate. But in terms of social media, the second you start on your own page talking about anything other than just one very specific niche. And of course, there's multiple topics in that niche. But once you start branching off into these other areas, you're going to see your followers fall off. It's true. You can do that if you can afford to, right? So I'm going to give you my own example again. So for the last nine years, 
I had really focused my social media on entrepreneurship and specifically targeting someone who was easily distracted. I love working with a very easily distracted female entrepreneur who is like, I have a million and one different things I know I can do. I'm just like easily distracted. I need somebody to simmer me down and give me the right steps in the right order and, and keep me on, on track. I And so my content was very much focused on that with a lot of emphasis on like the easily distracted part. So there's a lot of humor in it. And I never posted fitness. Well, that grew my business to help me grow my Marketing Impact Academy and the Insta Club Hub. Those are two different business centers that we have that really target entrepreneurs. Okay. So therefore, my content was very niche to attract the female easily distracted wannabe entrepreneur. Okay. But at the moment, we're going all in on a different niche, a different business that we've had since 2018. And that is a, a fitness, nutrition, healthy habits program that's geared towards perimenopausal and menopausal women. And I'm compassionate about helping this group of women because the information is just not out there for her. So at the moment, because now I want to attract someone who maybe doesn't want to be an entrepreneur, but they are struggling with the way their body and everything else has changed after age 40 and as they're approaching menopause and maybe even after menopause. And I want to help them understand a lot of things that their doctors are not helping them understand. So now my content at the moment has shifted. So look, my personal social media niche has switched again. So to reiterate, you start by becoming known first. You can't flip-flop and switch back and forth until such time that you've got a following and people know who you are and why they're following. You become known for that thing. That thing is something that once you become known for it, then you can branch off into other areas. In the meantime, while you're really niche down, this is just a reminder, on your feed post, you can still be all over the place as you should be in your stories. You don't find a niche, you pick a niche. You just pick one of those things on that list, the thing where you think, okay, there, there's an opportunity for me to get a quick win to get some momentum, to build my confidence, to make this thing happen financially. And it aligns with this group of people who I am very compassionate for, people who I feel confident in front of them and I want to help them. That's your niche right there. And the more you narrow it down, the more you feel like, oh my gosh, this is almost like too niche down, too selective. I feel like I'm ostracizing some people. You're probably not. Remember that social media algorithms are listening to every single word that's in your videos. They're reading every single letter of your caption. They're reading every single piece of text that you put over your content. You don't even have to use a hashtag. Like you can if you want, but they're unnecessary. The algorithm is listening and reading and compiling all these things. And if you're talking about a multitude of different topics, the algorithm doesn't know who to serve your content up to. But if you're always talking about DIY interiors and shopping on a budget, making your home look like it's been decorated by a designer, the algorithms is like gives you authority and credibility and put your content in front of the same group of people. And it just keeps expanding and expanding and expanding. That's how you're able to grow as quick as possible using social media. Lastly, I'm going to answer the questions I always get at this point in the training that I do or when I'm giving people this type of coaching, they will say like, okay, so what if 
my account up until this point, my social media account has been focused on chiropractic care, or it's just been a personal account. And now I want to go all in, Shaleen, with DIY home decor. Do I need to start a new account or can I just switch things over? I wish I had a pat answer for you, but it truly depends. If you've got a pretty large following already, my personal recommendation is to keep that account and shift it over. But you have to remember, you're going to lose a ton of followers. You just are. Because there's some people who are going to be like, wait a second, where did the chiropractic care go? I was here for the chiropractic stuff. Where did that go? So you are going to lose some followers. But the flip side is you're starting, even if you lose half of them, you're still starting with more than if you started from zero, right? Then people will also say, should I have two accounts? One for you know each one of the niches or interests that I have. To that I say, almost never no, like no, 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 not unless you have a team of social media people who like, just, just no, just absolutely, just let's not do it. It's just, it never works. I don't know anyone who can make that work unless, like I said, you have a very established team and they can create content for you. Otherwise, like how are you going to keep up with that? Next, how long before you know if the niche you picked is the right niche or the wrong niche? Okay, again, there is no pat answer for that because you might have picked the right niche, but your content sucks. It, it, it might not be because you picked the wrong thing. It's because like you just don't know how to post to TikTok and Instagram and YouTube, which like, by the way, again, shameless plug for Insta Club Hub. But you know, when you join Insta Club Hub and you sign up for the year, instead of just paying for the month. We give you a an audit of your account. And when we do those audits, 99.9% of the time, the feedback that I'm giving is there's a problem with the content. Even if it's the right niche, the problem is you're not posting the right content in the right way. So I always say, before you throw out the niche, figure out <laughs> if you're the problem, figure out if it's your content that isn't working because the niche might be right. Nonetheless, if the niche is right, if your content is great, content is popping, you're doing all the right things based on what's working today on Instagram and in social media, if you're doing all the right things and it's still just not working, well, I have to tell you, it takes time. I would not give up for at least six months. You just never know when something's going to pop off. And personally, I think one of the best places to test this at the moment when I'm recording this in the first quarter of 2024 is TikTok. It's a great place to just like test because if you can get something to go viral there, that's what the algorithm is going to keep looking for. And if you keep creating that content, you're going to know that you're onto something. The sales happen on Instagram. So it's a good testing ground on TikTok, great testing ground, but you're really going to get those conversions on Instagram because again, once people follow you on Instagram, they're getting to know you on your stories. I get this question all the time. Should I switch overnight cold turkey my content or should I gradually start peppering it into my feed posts? I think that's a great question. I personally really kind of like the idea of peppering it in and getting a feel for how are people responding? What kind of comments are they giving you? What kind of feedback are you getting? And if it's getting a little bit of traction, then you start doing more and more of that content and then you go all in. But again, I want you to be prepared for the fallout. Before your account really starts to take off, it's going to have a decline because you're going from people who just know you and like you already, 
they're never going to be your customers, but they like already know you and like you, and they're already expecting this like weird hodgepodge kitchen sink worth of content that you post. And now when you're just posting one specific type of content, they're like, it's not even that they aren't liking it. It's just the algorithm won't serve it up to them. The algorithm's going to slowly build and find you people that just want that niche. Be prepared for that. It's normal. It's hard, but it's normal. And it's one of the ways you're going to know that you're on the right track. So lastly, I want to remind you that this takes patience and it takes determination. And it's one of the reasons why there are so few people who actually take this advice and the ones who do kill it. Most people are like, oh, it's uncomfortable. Oh no, I'm losing some followers. Oh no, I'm, I'm getting bored with just this specific niche. And you'll just keep struggling. It's true. I wish it wasn't because I, I love posting about all the stuff too. I do. But I'm telling you, and every other expert on this platform has told you, you have to niche down. Until people know your name, you need to narrow your aim. And by the way, if you happen to be an entrepreneur who's over 40, you're in that two, I call that the 2.0 version of yourself. You're like in midlife or you're, you're making a career change, you're shifting into a new niche and you're trying to figure out like, how do I rebrand myself? Like what should my Instagram look like? I want to recommend you watch where I actually walk you through a complete Instagram bio makeover. You can watch that on YouTube if you're listening to this on an audio app. Head on over to YouTube. I will put a link in our show description because you actually want to see what it looks like to do a complete account makeover. I think you'll really like that one. And I've got a whole series of videos here about branding and growing your account on Instagram. I would love to invite you. I would love to ask you to make sure you get subscribed to this channel. Brock and I put out content twice a week. We spend a lot of time researching it. Your comments mean the world to us, but more than anything, we really need you to subscribe. So if you did so today because I begged for it and it's my birthday week, comment, hey, I subscribed because it's your birthday. I hope you like your gift. In closing, it is my goal to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun and then be done. Ladies and gentlemen, we're done. Thanks for joining me. Mm -hmm.